0: Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023, and this is edition number 11 of season nine. We're still working our way through the book of Deuteronomy. Today we come to chapter 11. Let's pray first. Our Father in heaven, as we turn our attention to your word, we give you thanks for giving us your word that we might Know how to live in a in 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 this world as we pilgrim to our heavenly rest you have given us the mind of the eternal god that we would know your will that we would understand uh, by your spirit the things that you have for us we pray that you would give us your spirit uh, this day as we seek to serve you that we would understand the things that are found here in this chapter that we would take them to heart we would meditate upon them we would seek to bring forth fruit of them in our fruit of it in our lives May you be merciful to us, we ask for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Deuteronomy chapter 11 continues really uh, with the theme of loving the Lord, the God of heaven. It's really something that began all the way back in chapter 6 in the Shema of Israel, and Moses is continuing this expositional look at the moral law of God that was given in in chapter 5. I'm going to read the first seven verses of the chapter, make a few comments as I go, and then I'll deal with a few other items here in the back end of the chapter, things that are of significance for us to consider just in a devotional manner uh, today. So Deuteronomy 11, uh, beginning with verse 1, "...you shall therefore love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his rules, and his commandments always." And consider today, since I am not speaking to your children who have not known or seen it, consider the discipline of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arm, his signs and his deeds that he did in Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land, and what he did to the army of Egypt, to their horses and to their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea flow, uh, flow over them as they pursued after you and how the Lord has destroyed them to this day and what he did to you in the wilderness until you came to this place and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Elab, son of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households, their tents, and every living thing that followed them in the midst of all Israel. For your eyes have seen all the great work of the Lord that he did. Now what we have here, again, is Moses is really compelling the people this second generation of the people of Israel, he is compelling them to love the God of heaven because of what the God of heaven has done for them. Now, when you think about this, of course, we know these stories. We know the Exodus. We know the great works in which the the, the hand of God brought the people out of Egypt through the, those 10 signs or those 10 plagues. We know the story of the Red Sea and how God protected the people and and the Egyptian army was drowned in the sea and We know these stories and yet we sometimes I think we're we're so disconnected from them in some sense that we really miss the the driving force behind Moses' intention here and that is to bring to remembrance real events that happened to these people and their family. This is only one generation removed from these stories, these events that occurred. But I think what we can do and we ought to do as we are compelled to love the God of heaven is we are compelled to look at our own story as well. There are many different ways in every single Christian if they were to stand up and, and give some telling of the work of God in their lives and how he, through his providence, cared for them, watched over them, this story, that story, this twist, that twist, and the ups and downs of their lives and the way in which they turned left instead of turning right. And had they turned right, this would... All of these things are designed for us to remember, to reflect on how God brought us to him. And that then should turn our hearts to love him. You see... Notice the order. It's very important. It's the work of God in the lives of the people. It's not the work of the people, but it's the work of God in the lives of the people that compels them or ought to compel them to love him with their whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Many of you have stories you can tell. Many many of you, you, we all have a history, and we can look back and we can see how God in his kindness was patient with us and didn't treat us as as we deserve. He was patient to that that rebellious teenager who stood on the street corner waiting for his bus to go to school and and literally shook his fist in the sky and cursed God. These kinds of things. God looks down from heaven and through the various twists and turns of our lives is, is able to bring us to a place in which we are compelled to love him because of his great work in our lives. And this is really what Moses is here trying to do. And so in verse 8, he tells them, you shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and take possession of the land that you are going over to possess. And in verse 13, he begins to highlight for us, you know, some of the blessings that will come from those who love the God of heaven. God takes care of his own. He watches over them. But of course, with blessing comes cursing, and we see that in verse 26. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse, the blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today. So there's a blessing and there's a cursing. This really sets up events that will take place at the, towards the end of the book. But the same is true for us today. I think we know this instinctively. If we do what we're supposed to do, if we do the right things, then we are not in trouble, typically. Uh, We don't face those kinds of difficulties. Now, it's not always true. I I recognize that the godly will suffer persecution and all that. I I get that. But typically, as we seek to follow the Lord of heaven, we seek to do His way, to to live righteously before Him, then we experience the blessing, protection, and the care of the Lord. But if we go against the God of heaven, if we turn aside to our own our own devices, if we turn aside to our own things, if we do those things that we know are wrong, that, that are in violation of God's law, a violation of that which God would have us, we, we can't expect to be blessed for those things. In fact, we will not be blessed for those things. In fact, there's a curse that comes. There's a consequence. It's not always fun. It's not something you want to experience, but it's a consequence that will come uh, to those who refuse to love the God of heaven by obeying him. Now, Backing up a little bit, something I really wanted to point out in this chapter, I think is one that should cause us all to stop and think. Notice what Moses says in verse 16. Take care lest your heart be deceived. Now, why why would he appeal to the heart? Well, because it's from the heart that all the issues of life spring. And our hearts are prone to deception. Even the strongest of Christians can be deceived by the evil one, can be deceived by the things of this world. We need to be very careful. We need to watch and pray lest we enter into temptation. We need to always be mindful of the efforts of the evil one to derail us and take our lives in a very negative, very terrible direction. And so he says, take care lest your heart be deceived and if you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Well, one of the main sins of Israel, of course, was idolatry. And and we know that they fell into this. They didn't listen very carefully and their hearts were deceived. They turned aside from the true God of heaven, to worship sticks and stones and the sky and the stars and whatever moved around and worship them, notice verse 17, then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you and he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain and the land will yield no fruit and you will perish quickly off the good land that the Lord is giving you. In other words, there's consequence to our sin. There's consequence to the sin of the people of Israel here here. And if they do this, this is the consequence. God will not bless them. God will deal with them accordingly. Now, he's often patient with us. He doesn't always do it right away. But sometimes, though, his wrath, his, his, uh, his justice, it, it builds over time. As the harder our hearts get, the greater the justice of God comes until he breaks us. And so if we turn aside and follow after other gods, we turn aside from the law of God, we, don't, we should expect trouble. We should expect difficulty. We shouldn't expect blessing. That certainly is not going to happen. We should expect the hand of God to discipline His children when they turn aside from His law. And So we don't despise that, but the warning is still there. We recognize our hearts are prone to deception. We want to avoid that. We don't want to displease our God who saved us. We don't want to displease the God who's rescued us. We don't want to displease the God who's placed us in nice homes, given us food to eat and a car to drive and parents to look after us, if that's the case, and a host of other things. We want to serve him, and we have been made to do that. So Moses says, hey, look, here's the deal. Your hearts can be deceived, don't be Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation, lest you enter into idolatry. If you do, the God of heaven will be very displeased. The anger of the Lord will fall upon you. And so, may we do that. May we first reflect upon the way in which the Lord and His providence guided us all of our days to bring us to the place in which we came face to face with the living and true God who rescues us. May we recognize the blessings and curses that come to us if we we obey, if we don't obey, And then the fact that our hearts can be deceived very easily by all sorts of things, people, things, material goods, money, you name it, we can be deceived. We need to keep our mind focused on the God who rescued us. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Thursday edition, when we look at chapter 12, may the Lord help you today to walk according to his ways. God bless.